All right, y'all, Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the Knollcast, recording live, to paraphrase our old friends at Tarkshu. Uh, it's an ACC schedule release episode of the Knollcast, uh, so excited to sit here and just live on every week as it comes out week by week, Bud, just dying for the ACC to let us know that of who we will play next year. I feel like you're not really as into this schedule release format as i am man like this is really really exceptionally cool dude i'm uh man i'm I'm surprised that you don't uh you're not enjoying this like, like i mean that. i i had a good laugh at the idea uh of it in general and then when you texted me like you know it's it's actually over two hours and i was like oh oh two hours that's awesome but uh while i yeah. can sit here and yeah, kind of chuckle is. at it uh it's at least the ACC is trying something different, trying something new, trying to create a little bit of hype in a area of time where you've kind of seen second sign, you know, what we used to be known as signing day, turn into second signing day, and then basically turn into what is an otherwise insignificant date on the college football calendar. So uh, good for them for finding a reason to kind of pique our interest and have shows like this one talking about ACC football. So I will tip my hat to them for that. Yeah, I, I think that's, fair I, i'm uh all right look i i'm gonna let these guys roll this thing we, we already know fsu's first three opponents right they, they start out with lsu and then they get southern miss uh fsu did get a commit by the way uh today you want to talk about dylan brown turner yeah let's uh let's do that real quickly and before we talk about the commitment that florida state received we will thank the people that have made a commitment to us for eight years now, seven years now, Louisiana hot sauce, three simple ingredients, one fantastic product, the title sponsor of the Nolcast, and always our good friends at Tarpon Cellars Wine. But I got the got the text message yesterday that my wine uh, for the wedding is available, and uh, nice. I can assure you that there will be a good sampling of, of Tarpon Cellars served. So, Do you know what I did uh, today? What's I scheduled in-room IV treatment for Sunday because we got two kids under three. And uh, I, I did it one time out in Vegas. Turned out it was really a, a good call. And uh going to surprise Mags with that. In-room IV treatment. Well, I'm sure the kids will love that, too. So fun <laughs> fun for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, all right. So we're uh, on the show right now. They're discussing uh, Notre Dame at NC State. Awesome. 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 Anyway, let, let's let's talk Dylan Brown Turner. This is a kid, 2023. So yes, yeah, still the 2023 class. Linebacker out of South Oak Cliff. That's in Texas. Six foot, six foot one. Um, he was a North Texas commit. To my knowledge, there weren't a lot of other schools on this guy. Um, I've watched his tape. I'm not super impressed. I. Uh, I, look, if I'm putting myself in the shoes of the staff, I think they see somebody who has some potential for some added growth and is a developmental guy. And if it doesn't work out in the transfer portal era, you know, uh, hit the road, Jack. As the players says. come and players go, yeah, absolutely. Um, so look, maybe he works out. If you want to say this is two Randy specials in the class, I don't disagree with you. Right. Florida fans right now, if they're watching, are laughing. And we'll see who gets the last laugh on that. Maybe Randy Shannon will. Track record says the Florida fans probably will. Um, 
you know, we just got done talking about last episode. You need to take guys in the high school ranks, pretty much not for death purposes, but guys you think have a real, real high upside. And maybe they do, but I don't know. Like, I, I think this staff does a really good job evaluating players. I think you have to probably have to agree with that. They're not perfect, but I, I think maybe there's a chance here. Um, but you are trying to get to a certain level. And the teams that are at that level are not taking flyers like this. Now, I think it's a commentary on your linebacker recruiting and, and who does your recruiting for you there, personally. That, that, that continues to be an issue. Yeah. Said uh, a week ago or so that uh, maybe it was the last show. I can't remember. I have no concept of time right now uh, that there was no or that there was you're going to have to kind of thread the wire or thread the needle. Excuse me. Walk a fine wire uh, at linebacker when it comes to addition, immediate additions. And um, I guess this is they thought the the avenue to do so. Um, it's It's interesting. Not going to get real wrapped up or, uh, you know, caught up in this one. If it works out, fantastic. If not, linebacker is a place long term that I think Florida State will more than be able to fulfill its need, uh, whether it be through high school recruiting or selective addition via the portal. I will also mention to you guys real quickly here as we're in the live chat uh, uh, via a live show and all the other things. We will have a couple of players join us tonight uh, to give an immediate opinion of the schedule as we find out more about it. Uh, scheduled to appear, Jared Verse, Lawrence Toafili, and Rob Scott. Uh, so real quickly, we'll get those guys on uh, in and out and uh, their real quick opinion, but a little bit of a different wrinkle to uh, tonight's Nolcast. Awesome, man. That is, that is fantastic. So, um, all right, look, maybe the kid works out. Maybe he doesn't. I am not going to get all bent out of shape on the number 25 guy in the class. By the way, Florida State at Boston College, as we said to open the show, we, we were we were already tipped to that one. So that one is the uh is the, the, the week three game there. Um I guess you get the cold weather out of the way on that one. If you're trying to make a trip up to uh up to Boston, maybe do a little little Red Sox game too. <laughs> well, well, I wonder if Ray's Red Sox is uh, is that weekend. So we'll we'll talk a little more of this as it as it goes fully. Um, okay, awesome. I will shoot that invite over there. Um, I, I do want to have something a little more fun here, though, and we'll we'll talk a little more full schedule when when everything comes out. I want to uh, to share uh, my screen here because I have a really fun video to watch if you are interested. I think you should be. Let's go ahead and watch this dude ball out. And this is Luke Kromenhoek. All right. So first play here. By the way, they won the state title. He threw for like 31 touchdowns and three picks. Nice ball between the defenders. Standing tall in the pocket. Got to like that. For our podcast listeners, I will narrate these. Now the snap from the 50. Throws it from the minus 47. It's a ball and it's about a yard into the end zone for a touchdown. That's pretty good arm strength for a high school kid. This ball thrown uh, roughly from the the plus 34. Tight out route throw for a touchdown. These guys aren't wide open, by the way, which I think is important to note. That one, he takes a huge shot, still gets rid of it. I mean, that's that's a pretty wild play right there. This one, 
drops back, scans the field, scrambles around out of pressure. Nice run, goes for about 40 yards, pushes the defender aside, gets another 10 or so down to the 20. Here we go. I'm narrating highlights here on a podcast. Have not done this before. This one, I think you really see. Like this guy is just physically better than his competition is. And and that's important to note because he was a guy who's probably like a college level safety or linebacker. Mm. Here, throws the receiver open. Let's watch that one again. That was nice. That's uh remember when I told you I was sitting at elite camp and how this kid just totally out threw Chris Parson, and people Mm -hmm. were like, Oh, you know, bud, you're full of it. Like you're these are just you know, you're Uh, you're sour grace about losing Parson. Like, guys, what different gravy? yeah, yeah. When, when, are, when are we accused of being too uh, too positive, right? All right, here we go. I mean, these guys, if he's even, he's leaving. He throws this ball to the 30, and the throw is made from – where are we at here? All right, so the snap here on this one is from the minus 25. Steps back. He throws it basically it from, from the, like, like the minus 21. Yeah. All right, minus 21, so that's 29 to like the opposing 29. So that's like a 50 yard in the air throw just on the money. You got to like that a lot here. Big time rollout from the kid and uh nice. That's in the state title game, unless he played the Corky Kell, which is the, uh, what you guys do up there in Atlanta, right? Where, mm-hmm. where they play the opening. Yeah. Um, I mean, his school dominates, but these are not wide open throws that he put on the highlight for the most part. And I appreciate that. This one is a really nice throw in stride, throws that go ball. Well, Cer- certainly something Mike Marvell's offense wants to feature a lot of, Throw that deep route. That one, nice, nice pocket mobility here. Seems like he's pretty cool in the pocket, right? For a mobile kid, he will stand in there and deliver the ball. This is a uh, this is a nice ball here over the backer in front of the safety. Doesn't get his receiver killed. Very impressive. Part. That yeah. throw and the one we watched about five times are the most impressive based off There's, where the receiver is when the ball's thrown. Uh, no doubt. That's what watch this dude. He it's, it's the same one here again. Like, like the guy's open, but he he could have been like a bad mm-hmm. throw here gets picked or tipped or gets the guy rocked, right? You know, that's, that's on time, good ball. Here we go. It's not open. I don't really know what the hell they were trying to run there, but then he just scrambles around and uh, and, yeah. and gets out of it. This one, watch this. This is a – boom. Like, that yeah. That's that ball's got to be on time. Safety's coming over. Safety's a little late, but, like, in, in stride allows this guy to score. These are these are nice highlights. Like, this kid has a lot of tools. And, and then this is what I was noticing – at elite camp when I was like, I'm not really worried about losing Chris Parson, man. I'd rather have this kid. And um, I think Chris Parson saw that too, to yeah. be honest, uh, that, that night. This is a nice little touch throw, something we haven't seen us for a ton of on the intermediate touch stuff here, right? We've seen some touch on the, on the long ball stuff. Just kind of brushes the defender side. Look at this. this mm. Off balance, rolling left, floats it over. I think we, what do we have, like a minute left on these? Yeah, and this is just gas. Yeah, just different level athlete. Um, I, is this this is the Hail Mary pass? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm impressed, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those are. That's <clears throat> that's what you want a high school quarterback uh, tape to look like, uh, as far as just the raw arm, some of the decision making that you see there, uh, comfortable as far as where and, and when to place ball uh that was as exciting to watch there's there's a reason why he is thought in the manner uh that he is no doubt about it um so one thing i would say is like unlike some offenses that we know i i do think i, I think that 
Mike Norvell could tailor an offense because he's so toolsy. I, I think you could tailor an offense to where early on you're not having to read it all out, right? You, you, you can scheme the throws. You can use his legs. I think he has a shot to play early. Even though he has not played a whole lot of quarterback, it wouldn't shock me a kid with these tools if, if Norvell finds a way to play him early. So uh, certainly something I'm going to be looking forward to here. What do we got going on? Anybody watching the uh, 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 the schedule release show still, or are you all just watching us? Okay, there's no no game four has been announced yet. Had a lot of chat questions about your hat tonight, bud. Oh, that is yeah. uh, available. I believe it's still available at the Madison Social Shop. Uh, we had a solid order of those, and then I think uh, Matt might have taken those down. I'll ask him, uh, and have since had probably 20 people or so inquire within the past month or so. I talked to Matt about that recently. So uh, we will find a way to make the hats and some other things available uh, as far as merch and the Nolcast. But the hat is a hey, is a favorite. September 23rd, Florida State at Clemson. Love it. Okay, so that's what we just got. That's All what right. we got. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's the first. That's that's the biggest date we're going to discuss, uh, obviously. Oh, yeah. Week we'll, four we'll, at Clemson is that the twenty twenty third translate to week four, four at Clemson? Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean that's that's pretty huge. Now, do we want to break and like do we want to just kind of as these come out just discuss them and then kind of during the lulls talk defensive recruiting board? We could just intertwine it and make people listen to everything, or we can make everybody wait for us to talk about. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, I what, think. What we'll does just, the chat want? We'll respond. We'll respond accordingly as we get dates, and okay. uh, there's there is no bigger one than that. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and start to let's respond? Discuss that of what we know <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah. They have a new offense that they're installing. Florida State has almost everybody coming back. Shout out Battle's End. This is the one you want. They like you have to play them early. There's a very high probability this game is played twice this year. If you look at some of the like the early modeling and just schedule difficulty stuff, I think that's the most likely final outcome. If you're the ACC, you don't want these two teams to play each other like three times or twice in a three week span, mm -hmm. like has happened, oh, say in the Pac 12 a couple times, right? Or in the Big 12, even so, getting this, this game over with early. Uh, I, I think really helps the league. Whichever team uh, you know loses this game is not necessarily out of the playoff race, by the way. So it allows you to kind of build some of that. And I, I mean, that's that's going to be a lot of fun, man. A yeah. lot of fun. I don't have I don't have any knowledge behind this the scenes on this. Um, that tells me that that, in my opinion, was either Florida State's first request or second request as to when that. Uh, when that time slot might come about on the schedule. And that's, uh, that's very interesting to see. And I think that's, you know, not as though we needed anything collectively as a fan base to be excited about this off season, but that's a, that's a fantastic way that that sets up both as far as what you expect uh, from an injury perspective on your team to be able to get guys back. If you do have any kind of minor bumps uh, out of week one, couldn't, couldn't be more excited about where that is. And it really lets you look at, week one and week four uh, all off season and know that that's there and and know that those first four games are going to go a long way in deciding whether or not you can do some of the things that 
that may occupy our headspace in uh, in late January and February of 23. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You get Southern Miss uh, the week after LSU, then you go to Boston College. I, you almost wonder, like, if you'd want to play the BC game on, on a Friday night to give yourself an extra day of prep, but that that's not not a Friday game at this point right now. Um, I mean, if both these teams you know, win their first three ball games. I think you have the potential for a, a top five against top five matchup here, depending on, of course, what everybody else has, right? Like, yeah, Bama beat Texas in week two. Who knows? But uh, if, if they these teams are undefeated, this is a this is a top six, top seven matchup at worst, at worst. Yeah. And uh, I mean, game day, we think. Where, yeah, did game, I, I did would game do... go to Clemson last year. No, they didn't. Not that I can recall. I mean, you got to think this is game day. Right, if if they're both undefeated, ESPN owns the ACC. I don't know what other ACC product you might want to feature on game day, unless Miami rolls into Tallahassee with, with a better record than expected or something. Um, you you kind of have to that if it, if the ACC network is any indication, they are talking about this ball game almost like no other games exist mm-hmm. that week. Oh, good. By the way, the next as, week, as they should, as they absolutely should. You get the buy the next week. Okay, that's you like that there. That's what you requested, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that makes some sense, um, especially because that'll, that'll be be quite the banger, right? In in Clemson. By the way, for those of you guys who don't know or didn't listen to the two podcasts to go, uh, Garrett Riley, TCU's OC, Lincoln Riley's little brother, is now the new offensive coordinator at Clemson. We haven't seen other staff changes yet at Clemson, uh, but. Kind of have to think their offense will be a little bit better because they have a better coaching staff or at least better coordinator now. But there's no guarantees in life, uh, so I, I guess we, I guess we shall see. What we got here. Uh, what is this? Oh, I, I cannot put this on the show, but I will text you about this. <laughs> Something. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. It, it, I, I do want to see your reaction live on air. Oh, okay. Just maybe, to... maybe years later we will uh, <laughs> we will talk about this. Um, um, fantastic. Oh gosh. All right, so we got a buy, and then Sorry. Virginia Tech at week six. So that uh, okay? Is that is that correct? I'm not. I don't have uh, the I, TV up. I was looking down to text you an inside joke, which is just really good podcasting. It that, is great podcasting. That that is how they uh, that that's how they teach it in podcast school. So that that is that's in Tallahassee, Vatech. Um, Vatech really uh, did a poor job this year in recruiting, and their roster was bad. I will say though, I think their biggest problem was quarterback. So if you want my very early take on Vatech, it's if they get quarterback fixed. They could be like the seventh or eighth best team you play. If they don't get quarterback fixed, then they may just be terrible again. And, you know, that's uh, if you do come out of that Clemson game banged up, the Hokies are a, a school that you should be able to beat resting some starters. So, you, like, if you needed two weeks to have somebody heal up, this would afford you an opportunity after that uh, difficult opening month, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's wild to think that that's kind of where Virginia Tech is right now, uh, based off, you know, the historical property and what you thought it would be coming into the league. But this is, you know, 2023. And that means all of all of nothing at this point in time. But 
it still uh, still catches me a little bit off guard that we look at the Hokies as, uh, you know, more or less a, a rest up and repair game uh, as to where they are right now. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, all right. Who do we have next? Is the chat going to tell us here or do we need to like kind of like look up at the screen? It's tough because I'm, they, they flash it on there pretty fast and they go right back to Mark Rector Roddy, who do a great job. But like I'm trying to just quickly look up there and, and, and see where it is they are generally listing the Knowles first though uh which is probably where they should be within this league and they're still talking so M- mike Doty in the chat has got us awesome um mike's got uh, us mike myrick has always got us uh with his best hashtag or most consistent hashtag in, in florida state football which is mike's got us uh so yes sir great to have you join us again mr myrick um um vamp for a minute i need to put some items into a folder Yep, so absolutely. And if you want to fire off an invite to uh, one of those guys, now that we've yes, got now that we've got the Clemson date, we can we can uh, have the conversation that we were going to have anyway. So, um, yeah. All right. So we are up to week six with Virginia Tech. So I'm sure everybody's got us at five and zero right now. Um, as we're just sitting here scratching down wins as the uh, schedule is released tonight. I do. I I've got to say again. I'll circle back to what I said at the beginning. I chuckled at the idea that the ACC is dragging this out, uh, but when I look around the rest of the conference, seeing other conference media responding to it and doing their own live shows and stuff, uh, good good for them for creating uh, a little bit of something different and a conversation about ACC football that would have not taken place otherwise. You, you have to. Um, so, like, I don't know if people realize this, but if if you're ESPN and you own the AC network and you buy the ACC rights, you're only making not a huge amount of money on the actual game broadcast. Like that's important. And that's the part you have to nail, but a large part of your money is made on sort of the supportive programming that you put around it. So ACC, hundred percent, hundred percent, watch the SEC network and you'll see it immediately. Right. You'll see regions bank sponsoring the pregame show. You'll see, you know, all, all that ancillary stuff. That is, that is where from, from content, that is where it comes from. Uh, absent, you know, the biggest of, of playoffs, world series, et cetera. Um, some of that at second tier stuff is where you really can, can pay the bills. Oh. I, I do like the job that the, uh, the social team is doing with, with these videos. Have you seen the, uh, the, the FSU video? I haven't. I've only seen uh, people say that they're good and that they've done a good job with them. The Clemson one I just watched. Uh, would, would, I think we could probably share it in here real quick. You want to do do a share screen on this? For sure. Okay, and then I will get somebody invited in to come talk. Oh, this is cool. Yeah, now I see what they're doing for the Syracuse one as well. Oh, I need to, okay, here we go. Here's Clemson. We need you. I guess what, I think that's about all I can actually share on that because the YouTube sound is going to nuke me for YouTube's that. YouTube's going to blast the sound. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. perfect. So we got the very uh, – got to be thinking. You said we had Syracuse next? Uh, Syracuse is listed for the 14th, I do believe. Okay. Um, that game is in Tallahassee. Again, I think Syracuse is a team you can beat with your backups. I am extremely concerned about the uh, where Syracuse's roster is moving. If you guys watch the NFL draft and some of these combine invites, they had a surprising number of players off that team 
uh, go uh, get invited to the combine or to the draft, including Matthew Bergeron, who's like one of the best tackles in the draft. And I just, um, I don't know that they have quite the depth. So again, if you did have somebody who had something serious and football is a collision sport, not just a contact sport, it is possible that uh, you could rest them for three weeks if you had to and would still be somewhat okay. Obviously, you you hope that that nobody nobody is. Um, but, you know, it, it, it does seem to happen. Um, I just texted you. For some reason, the private chat option is not working tonight. So I don't know why that is, unless I'm just totally missing it. Yeah, it, it was confusing. Oh, there the, it is. On the bottom. Word. Uh, All right. Yeah. If uh, if verse is available, let's go ahead and see if he can't drop in cool. and join us real quickly. Uh, let's hit him up. All right. Okay. Uh, we will use email. Appreciate you guys uh, bearing with us here as we do a little bit of live uh, production work, but um, try something different get a player's opinion on things and uh, we'll get Jared in and out real quickly, but uh, awesome to uh, get some, some opinions directly from the roster as to uh, if they care the schedule watching tonight, does it matter? Do they not give a damn at all? Uh, I'll be curious to see which game are their parents going to. Yeah, that's true. That's true too. It does give a, does have a much more personal impact on these guys than that of what we may immediately thought. Do you think we're going to get Halloween in Tallahassee? I think we need it. <laughs> I'm all. I was always a huge fan of Halloween in Tallahassee. I think it's a, a strength that is uh, that that Florida State needs to lean on as frequently as, as possible. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we're seeing some. Uh, do you remember when Kenny Pickett did the uh, the, the 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 fake uh, fake slide and that inspired a new rule? We're we're now oh, showing that. Absolutely. Yes. That was that was an epic ACC moment uh, by Pitt, uh, who you do play this year. So, I. I would like to see Pitt in, in, in week eight, if, if, if that's possible. I don't, I don't know. They're going to commercial break right now, but I mean, Vatek, Syracuse, maybe some at Pitt come home for Halloween that that could work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just potentially I did send the invite out there. So um, the conference office is betting on us for better or worse. Yes. From the chat, no doubt about it. Uh, what, what what does the chat feel about about the schedule so far? Figure we should probably ask them that just to weigh and get their opinion here. So far, seems to be uh, seems to be pretty pretty positive as as I imagine. I don't I, if you if you don't like it, please let me know what it is that you don't like about the schedule so far. I, I, I think at this point we have a hard time trying to think find things that would be concerning or the fact that uh, Kane's on Halloween. Is that correct, Gator Kirk? Uh, no, be... I, I think we still have at least okay. two more games to be announced. But I, I think that that's uh, that's Gator Kirk saying that's, that's what that's uh, what his hope is. Okay, which maybe yeah. that does happen. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be something else. Absolutely. Um, we thought forty-five to three was fun. Uh, let's let's do it on Halloween. Did you see when Miami spring game got announced? Yes, uh, four fourth of of the fourth, the fourteenth of the fourth month. Uh, yes. Uh, a, a day that last year I literally sat at a computer and sent out maybe 13 different tweets uh, just trolling Miami throughout the course of the day because that's what uh, that's what April 14th called for, in my opinion. So here's one for you from Big Sluggo. Uh, 
we're just possibly end up two and two with a string of less than marketable games to win and pull ourselves back into the national conversation. Look, it's a possibility, but if you if you lose two ball games in the first month, you're not going to get back into the national conversation, right? Like you're trying to play your way back into a New Year's Six Bowl and a conference title game. Yeah, and winning and winning the state and other things that you know your aspirations are probably bigger than next year. Now, Big Slogo, I agree with you. That's a concern, but if you're going to lose those two games. You wouldn't have been in, in a national conversation regardless of, of where they fell. No, but I, I see what you're saying there. Um, Ohio State at Notre Dame is the other one on the Clemson FSU weekend. Like, that's the other that's the other banger. However, okay. you know who doesn't own the rights to that game? Yes, I do know. ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, that, that's, and, that's an uh, NBC game. I imagine we certainly know where Kirk Herbstreit's vote would go. So, uh, for all the... <laughs> The pull and influence that he has there. Uh, we'll see. Yes, sir. Uh, what do we have? We got, we got our likes up on the video. And I think we have, we got here. All right, here we go. Duke at Florida State is next. So three straight home games for the Knowles. Vatek, Syracuse, Duke. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder. Uh, so my mind immediately when you have that goes to people like Matt Thompson and, and local uh, business owners and entrepreneurs. I wonder what their opinion of this is and makes me think that you're probably not going to get four in a row. So uh, does Miami slide into the first week of November? I'm a traditionalist. When I went to school, other than when, when we played them, you know, like in Labor, on Day. Labor Day, right. Uh, the game was always played in early October. That the Miami Florida State game was always the hot game. If you're a kid, mm-hmm. like you remember playing outside, coming inside, you were probably really sweaty because it was like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but it always felt late September, early October, right? And generally, generally not not a night game. You know, it was mm-hmm. generally more of like a a noon or three thirty kick. And later, it, like lately, though, it's been more of a, a late game, yep. um, both in time and also in, uh, you know, in schedule. Here we go. Florida State at Wake Forest on. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Wake nine, Florida State at Wake Forest. Wake Forest did beat you this year. They lose Sam Hartman. Not really sure that everybody is super sh- uh, shaken up about that there in, in Winston-Salem. Um I think some people wanted to start to back up about midway through the year. All right, so this is an interesting little tough stretch they've set up for the Knowles here. Not going to lie. Um, at, at Wake, at Pitt, Miami, in some order, right? Mm-hmm. I assume that that will be uh, – would, would you rather get Miami next or would you rather get Miami after at Pitt? Um, I would probably want to go ahead and have the pit game sooner than later. I, I don't, you know, we're probably reaching for things to be concerned about as, as Southerners, but I don't really want a trip to pit to bleed too late into November. If that's where, where we're going, which it looks like if wake is the 28th and yeah, we're talking about November games at this point. So I would probably rather go ahead and get the pit game in. I think that's fair. Um, the only counter I would say to that is that. It is worth noting that that would be back-to-back road games before you welcome Miami to town. 
So who knows? But look, I mean, this is an ACC schedule that you have bulked up by playing two SEC teams and uh, a, a bowl team from the Sun Belt in the Golden Eagles of, of Southern Miss. So like, it's not a bad schedule, but barring something weird, you will be large favorites. Eagles, Boston College, Vatek, Cuse, Duke, and you'll be favored at Wake, even though, even though they beat you this year in Tallahassee. They, they do lose a lot off the defensive line. They lose the quarterback, A.T. Perry, et cetera. Um, you know, I guess we'll have to see what, what they do with the order here, but it, you know, Florida State has not always done a great job at Wake, right? Um, that's That's not really been a great place for them to play, so, you know. Uh, I love the chat just bringing up that uh, winter in general is, doesn't mean what it used to by any means. So, yeah, you're right. In November, it could be 72 degrees or it could be could be 18. You're right, Darby. Um, that is true. That is true. Uh, 1991 at Pitt hosts Miami at UF. That was uh, – yeah. Now, this year, the Knowles do get North Alabama before Florida. So, they will play a uh, an FCS team – like an actual actual FCS team, not not Louisiana, uh, before they go to the swamp. Um, what to watch for in week nine? I, I love how the AC network is, is able to create content around this for a two hour special. That is that is fantastic. Doing their best. Yeah. Um, okay. These videos are gr- really good, and I realize probably can't play many of them because of sound. But uh, what Florida State is putting out is impressive from a Social perspective. Uh, November 4th is the pit game. All right. Pit. At pit. All right. So, and then that means Miami will be November 11th. Okay. Uh, the, these, these videos are awesome. Uh, dude, they really are. Well, nice well done. Really good job. Good job. So, question on this. If you got to make two moves, what would they be? I might slide the Miami game up slightly to where it looks like it's going to, at this point, be. And maybe if I'm picky, maybe do I have one more game scheduled wedged between LSU and Clemson? You know, just in case you need a a high ankle sprain or something like that to have one more five day window to try to recover. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, uh, but I, I like the schedule a lot uh, as it sits out. And I, uh, I'm not going to backtrack from what I said when we first figured out that it was week four against Clemson. I think this is very favorable. Yeah. It, for people who don't know how this works, there's a bit of horse trading that goes on and you submit your sort of requests to the league office. And like Mac Brown was allegedly, ticked off at what they gave UNC, which I've not seen yet. If you seen what UNC got, I'm not really sure why he's mad. <laughs> uh, but I, I saw the comments earlier today. That That's just unhappy. Max demographic uh, at this point in life. Yeah. Um, um, who, who, who uh, the, the, the triangle schools getting, uh, getting screwed. <laughs> now, if I had to make one change, I, I think, or if I got two changes to make, I think I would move. Um, I think I'd move Q's to week six. And then I would move Miami to week seven, and I'd I'd flop Vatek and Miami 
for the reason that I think a lot of fans will still come to the the Batek game late in the year, even if they're terrible, because that's more of a name. Syracuse might be in the market for a new coach. So, you know, like maybe their fans won't travel that well if that game is late. So I want to get that as early as possible. Duke's not going to travel, even if you told him it was for a basketball game. So that's really not going to matter all that much. Matt Thompson, by the way, has told us before that uh, that Cuse travels shockingly well. Remember that? We, we were texting with him, and he's like, they really do travel well. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't totally surprise me just because they've got a, a relatively – passionate alumni base that's spread throughout the country and and you know to go see a game in the southeast is hey why not want to go do Tallahassee so uh but he has given us that feedback and they are one of the few people in the in the uh the ACC that you know shows up with more than 17 fans for a game so I would also like to tease that out to see like is how, how many times has Q spent parents weekend and and could you could you parse that away from whatever Hey, it's band weekend or boys and girls mm-hmm. club weekend, right? Where, where they just give away a lot of tickets and, and the seats are full. Uh, but obviously Matt is looking at, at tickets for, for his business, Matt social, which has supported our, our, our podcast for a long time. Um, some of the people in the chat are not real happy with, uh, with the home schedule. And to that, I would say. That's, that was not going to be dictated by tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not, I'm not trying to be a smart ass, but that's not, Nothing about tonight was going to change the home schedule. We we, we knew what that was going to be. I mean, the home schedule looks a hell of a lot better if you are not giving the LSU game away to Orlando. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go. I'm going to do the Nolcast bar crawl and, and the awesome tailgate we're going to have set up. Okay? It's going to be a lot of fun. But if I'm a local business, I'm probably annoyed at the fact that you gave away a home game, especially in a year in which you go – and you play Florida on the road. So, I mean, you only have six home games. Yep. Uh, we, we, we know what they think about that. Um, yeah. And we also pretty sure that we're never going to see another uh, round of these again. And I don't, um, uh, I don't think I'm stepping out of line when I say this. I'm not sure that we're going to see those Georgia games either. Uh, that Ooh. that is something to keep an eye on. So just just some well chatter I've heard uh, about scheduling and what future scheduling and and how that could be impacted by some things uh, on the landscape. As the SEC moves to the 12 game schedule, we have where excuse me to the nine game conference schedule, which we think will happen because they're expanding to 16 teams. And otherwise, like, are you really a conference at that point if you're playing eight game schedule with 16 teams? Kind of not. Uh, because they're adding Oklahoma and Texas, you're more of just like a scheduling affiliate affiliation uh, thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, as, as opposed to a conference. So it wouldn't shock. And they've already made some teams cancel some games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot. Was it was Oklahoma had to cancel a game this year? Somebody had to cancel a game and their schedule looks particularly weak uh, because of that. Um, much like how, well, Michigan's a different story. But that that is interesting. I, I uh I would be much more on board with canceling the Georgia game in the four-team playoff model. In the 12-team, where if you win the ACC, you're going to get in almost in a year, mm-hmm. I think it, it's it's worth more debate. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That, that is that is certainly interesting. I, what are your toughest games right off the bat here? Like, I think you got to make sure you don't get ambushed at Pitt. I mean, I, that that's one that immediately jumps out. 
to my mind. I, I people are going to look and say, well, away at Wake Forest, man, that roster is just not there to yeah. be competitive with you, in my opinion. I, I know Wake is Wake, and away games at Wake are something that this fan base can justifiably be concerned by, but uh, I don't, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see it at all right now. So you, um, you need to be done with it. And yeah, with it, yeah, I mean, yeah. like you, you need to be, you need to have your roster if you're doing it right. And I think Mike Norvell is. You need to have your roster to a point where you're not screwing around with Wake Forest anymore, especially given what Wake lost to the portal into the draft. Yeah, similar with Duke. Uh, we talked about Syracuse, Virginia Tech. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, of the games that we wouldn't immediately mention, uh, for me, it's it's the pit game at this point, especially because it's sandwiched between Wake and Miami. Mm-hmm. Like that's. It's back-to-back road games ending at Pitt. You got to look ahead to Miami. I, I don't know. Like I, I've been doing seven-on-seven stuff recently, quite a bit. So I've run into a lot of guys who cover Miami or around the Miami program. One guy told me he thought they were like a six-and-six six type team. Another guy said he thinks they're probably more in that like eight and four, maybe nine and three range, depending on what they do at receiver in the transfer portal in the second window. But look, there's no doubt Miami. I guess there's some doubt because they quit this year and really look, look like trash, but there's no doubt that they will be playing hard, I would think, right? You know? Um, so, I, I guess. Um, let me see here. Sending out another invite. Let's see. Yeah, he, he said he's by his computer. He should be able to join us uh, rather quickly. Mr. Yeah, just, Mr. just Scott. sent one out there. That is. So. Nice. I will see if I can get those uh, get those shoes queued up here. I think I can. So, like I said earlier in the podcast, we'll have a couple players on real quickly, um, just to get their opinion as to if they even have an opinion as to the schedule. If it makes a bit of difference for them, again, Rob Scott is a guy from Conway, Arkansas. Probably means a little bit more than it does to him than maybe a guy from Quincy or Havana or something like that, as far as. Uh, scheduling with his family and trying to find games that they're going to attend, or maybe they just decide to attend all the games and need to go ahead and start working on hotel dates and everything else like the rest of us. But uh, we will get a couple of players opinions real quickly here and uh, excited to try something different tonight. Let's doubt. Yeah, no doubt, man. Let's see where, uh, whenever Rob Scott gets here, uh, chat is pretty excited to talk to him. Uh, Tyler key saying, let's see you guys first weekend in Charlotte in December. Plan to be there. I think that's um, a, a reasonable expectation at this point, uh, Tyler. Absolutely. I've been spending too much time in Charlotte, man. <laughs> like, like, so I, I go for ACC media days, which is now going to be three days. Yeah, um, uh, uh, that's a that's lot. Bad. That's a lot of days of media. Um, do we know why they're doing that? Like, is that because of the SEC scheduling? Are they trying to mm-hmm. give like everybody at least one day to get in town? Uh, yeah, they're they're trying to draw it out, make it a longer, more drawn out media product. Which at this point is a conference you don't have the brands to do, in my opinion. But yeah, I mean, who's the third day? You're going to put what, Clemson, Miami, Florida State, or those your three day headliners? I guess. Uh, I don't. Whatever. Not yeah, I I think that's right. But maybe it's because the SEC Media Day, right? And you're trying to get them to like not. You're trying to get national media to just not skip the event, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. So I sent him the invite, by the way. Word. Um, yeah, no, I mean, which you're already, which I already see all the time. I mean, I see media 
media companies send two or three people to SEC, and then it's like the junior interns. <laughs> Yeah, get sent up to get sent up to Greensboro or, or now Charlotte to, you know, go talk to the two coaches in the conference that anybody other than your most college football diehard would uh, would recognize or be interested in. So I think that's got to be it. it, it is because SEC Media Day is two typically, or maybe there's three, but if you can get the, some of the national media types to go over, um, that'll be awesome. We'll bring Rob on here in just a second and uh, welcome him to the show. Rob, give me a head nod so I can see you backstage when you're ready. All right, cool. All right, man. Welcome, welcome Rob Scott, to the show. You're muted currently, uh, my man. Uh, what's up, Rob? Rob? How you doing? What's up with y'all? Y'all good? Hey, great, man. I really appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you, bud. No problem. Thanks for having me. So uh, we've been, Bud and I have been talking uh, tonight and talking with the fan base in general about the schedule being released. Is that something that's even on your radar, does it matter to you? Uh, when you wake up tomorrow, does it mean anything to know when the Clemson game is, or you just go about your business as normal? Kind of going about business my normal. It's more like uh, I got to know. I make sure I show up every game and make sure I do what I got to do to make sure, you know, people count on me to make sure I can show up every game. So no matter who I'm playing, I just got to focus on one play at a time and focus on what I got to get done doing. Fantastic. So, uh, Rob, as somebody that's not, you know, from, uh, I just talked a second ago, uh, hypothetically, somebody from Havana, Florida, or 25 minutes away, you're from Conway, Arkansas, and your family. Uh, now, does that make a difference from them? Do they start using these dates to try to figure out what games they're going to attend or how they, you know, build out their schedule as to what they're going to come see and, and start planning uh, based off what they see tonight? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, they kind of already let me know what games they want to come to because, you know, from where Colin Arkansas is to like Tallahassee like 11 hours away. Mm-hmm. So they have to make a decision if we're going to fly or they're going to drive. And then they decide what away games for sure they're going to come to because the closest game to Arkansas away will be like Louisville or something like that. So they have to make a decision. So they already start playing because in Tallahassee, the hotels get filled up pretty quick. So. They, they most certainly do. Yes, sir. So real quickly, man, we talked to you uh, um, uh, at the Battle's End a couple weeks ago where we were just trying to get to know everybody real quickly and immediately caught our eye some of the work behind you. Now, that's not something that you've had, uh, you know, purchased and put on your wall. That's actually artwork that you do. And uh want to mention also that the Battle's End will have uh, Johnny Wilson take over their Instagram account on Wednesday. So okay. let me go ahead and pub, uh, pub that. We'll be doing that uh, throughout the throughout the off season here as we hand it over to a particular player. But Rob, man, you're a very, uh, not just a, a darn good tackle, but a very talented artist and want to show people some of the stuff that you've done. And uh, just, I saw you, uh, did you put a f- pair of shoes in front of coach storms a couple weeks ago? Uh, yes, in addition to some of the stuff we're going to look at tonight. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, I got some on the screen now here. Check, check this out. Uh, are, are these shoes for, uh, for storms? What, what, which, uh, which pair was for, was for coach? <laughs> I did uh them tails right there that I did. That was for uh, a homeboy I did back at the crib back in Arkansas. I, nice, man. I uh now these. T- tell us for, about these. I did for another homeboy. Uh he needed like a bandana kind of thing. And so I just came up and looked at some images on Google and I kinda just like free form and just came up with some of my ideas on it. Very cool. Uh we got those those ones I did a Chinese New Year's kind of I did those uh the last day I was in Arkansas before I had to come to Tallahassee. 
Nice. CNY themed shoes, man. Never, never would I have imagined such a thing. No, and this is impressive. What's what's this one? Wow. Uh, that was a lady that used to work for us, uh, Daniela, and uh, so she wanted me to do her blazers. That was my first time doing some blazers, and uh, she wanted like some cherry blossoms or something like that. So I looked at some images, and then I came up with that design, and then yeah, that's how I did those. Man, that's awesome. It's cool cool to be able to see stuff that you guys do. You know, obviously you're much more than just a just a football player and excited to be able to give you a platform to show off some of the the work that you've done. Uh would you be open to doing custom shoes for people? Uh or what is it kind of where you are with your, your artwork? Oh uh, yes, sir, for sure. Okay. Um, it does depend, you know, like when I have like free time or something like that, I'll I'll gladly just do it. And so that you know, football sometimes get away with things sometimes, but it's it's cool though. You, you gotta work around the schedule, you know. Uh, we all have to work around the schedule, most certainly, man. Well, Rob, thank you so much for your time tonight. Great to get your opinion on the schedule, how it impacts you and your family, and thank you very much for joining us, my man. Thank you so much for having me. Y'all have a good night, man. All right, bud. All right, you too, well, man. All right, thanks, Rob Scott, for joining us there, man. Thanks for setting that up so much. Uh, we do have Jared Burst in the waiting room, uh, camera off. So I, I don't know. Uh, I think he was just hanging out. Now it looks like he's back. He's ready to go. Let's let's let's, let's roll with it, man. Let's get Jared in. Uh, hey, how y'all doing, Mister Verse? What's going on, my man? Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. No, I'm really, uh, really excited. One about your return in general, and everybody getting to see you next year. But. Uh, <laughs> looks like you're out uh, enjoying yourself this evening. So thank you so much for making time with us. No, no, thank y'all more for having me. Absolutely. So are you following uh, these schedules as they come out? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Trey just told me that the schedule is coming out. I just found out. <laughs> okay. So that was that was one of our questions. You know, does this matter to you? Does Do you wake up tomorrow? And does it, is it any different for you to know that Florida State's going to play Clemson week four as opposed to – you know, not knowing exactly when that date's going to be, or do you just kind of go about doing your thing, trying to trying to be the best Jared Verse you can be and let the schedule fall where it may? I feel like we just handle everything as it comes. You know, it doesn't matter if we play them week four, or week five, week six, the first game, it doesn't matter. We play them big on the schedule. We're going to have to play them at some point. So we're excited to play them. We're excited for everybody on the schedule. I'm, I'm excited to see how it comes out, but at the end of the day, it don't matter. You know, we're going to bring our best foot forward the whole season. Yeah. Have you uh, have you been in a situation where you've had to play a team like one week and then turn around and play them again, you know, two or three weeks later? It it, it seemed like you know, given that Florida State and Clemson will probably be the two, you know, Vegas favorites at least to win the ACC. It it seems like they kind of avoided that possibility by putting Clemson, you know, so early in the schedule for for round one. Uh, no, that's not, I mean, it happened to me once in high school, but since I've joined college, it's never been a big issue for me. Uh, that's all. That'd be that'd be pretty cool though. You know, playing one week and then like see it two weeks later. That'd be something. That'd be pretty cool. But you know, the schedule don't work out that way this time. It it happened. Uh, so Oregon and Utah was it two years ago, dude? That they they actually played back to back weeks. The last game of the regular season, they had to turn around and play each other for Pac-12 championship like the very next week. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hey, Trey, did y'all ever play Oregon and Utah back to back? Oregon and Utah. Did y'all play yeah. back to back? Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, it, it was wild. So, so, Trey Benson joined us tonight as well. There you uh, go. In, in addition to Jared Verse. That's awesome. That's cool. Okay, two for one deal. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, Trey, or excuse me, Trey, Jared, uh, I've just got to mention this is the only athlete I've ever talked about uh, that I got a recruiting letter from the same school. So, uh, Lehigh Wrestling, way back in the day, 
uh, <laughs> sent me a letter, and that's probably the only time that we'll ever uh, share athletic, uh, you know, similar credentials or anything. But does uh, does, does that do you still carry that with you at all, my man? As far as just representing smaller level football and showing that uh, you know people uh, who, who play at schools that aren't necessarily you know Florida State or Notre Dame, Alabama, etc., have these uh, tools and can be as impactful as they as as you've ultimately been at this level. No, it's definitely something that I've always carried, you know, with me. It's always been a chip on my shoulder. You know, going to a little lower level school, you come here, there's you got four stars, three stars, five stars across the board. Like everybody was ranked, everybody went here, everybody like nobody's ever been doubted, like a lot of people here. Like they're like they just go through and everything they have they've been given to them. And that's for people across the FBS, you know, program. But, you know, coming from FCS where no one thinks you're gonna make it. Everybody doubting you. It's something that I can't forget. No matter how hard I want to forget, no matter how much I want to just be like, you know, that didn't happen. Like it's it's there. It, it happens every day. Every day I think about it, somebody's like, yeah, you're not gonna make it. And it's something I can never forget. It's something I'm yeah. happy I went through though. The Lehigh Mountain Hawks, is that right? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, all right. That's, that's what I that's what I thought. I remembered as well, man. Well, I appreciate <laughs> you joining us tonight, Bud. You got any other questions for, Hello, for Mr. Kid. Verse? No, I would just say his parents got to got to be pretty happy if they're in Northeast that uh, get a game at Boston College and a game at Pitt, maybe a little uh, a little more driving distance, right? Are are your parents? Uh, they, they moved to Arizona, is that right? Yeah, yeah, they all like oh, that. Okay. They moved to Arizona. Uh-huh. Oh, so everybody's gonna be far away, <laughs> and they got fly everywhere. Don't matter. They got fly, yeah, exactly. So I'm sure the schedule does matter to them, and that'll give your mom and and your dad a better idea as to when and where. And uh, we're certainly excited to to have you back to go through it, man. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, best to Trey, and we'll talk in the near future. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good one. All right, bud. Thanks, Jared. Cool, man. Um, I think we probably need to get uh, a couple of ad reads in here, by the way, supporting the show. Everybody is doing so. Uh, we have to tell you about the Tallahassee Wine Mixer. We do. Matt Matt sent details along. So this can be March 25th, 3 to 8 p.m. You know what kind of wine they're selling, right? Well, one of them is a longtime sponsor of ours, but yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Promo code NOLCAST gets you a discount off your ticket, uh, and it also gets you in, I believe, an hour early, right? Because 4 p.m. start for the non-VIP tickets. We know our, our folks are, are VIP. VIP. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, VIP ticket, I, and I don't know the exact setup of this, but I believe Tarpon Sellers uh, is going to sit up, set up like their own kind of cabana, and uh, Tarpon Sellers is really musically inclined. They've got like their own curated Spotify playlist uh, that comes on the back of... Uh, a QR code that I think is on every bottle, but anyways, it'll be cool. And a particular carve out for our friends at Tarpon Cellars. And uh, I will be there and look forward to seeing as many of our listeners as possible. Dude, no doubt. Um, so you also get unlimited, unlimited wine sampling, although you are probably limited by how much your body can actually consume. So just, you know, consume responsibly. Of course, uh, that's with your VIP ticket, commemorative wine glass, uh, live music by the Brown Goose Band. Sure, they're great. I haven't actually heard of them, but uh, that probably just exposes how old I am. Uh, complimentary games to win bottles of wine like that. Complimentary uh, welcome glass of champagne in case the unlimited wine is not enough for you. For the table hospitality welcome bag and unlim- unlimited charcuterie and hors d'oeuvres. I, I like charcuterie, man. He hit hit me with the unlimited charcuterie today that the VIP brings with it as well. So that's uh, that's. That's great, and while we're thinking Matt Thompson, we'll also think uh, Matt Lewis. I've uh, got to get back to to Matt uh, for a couple different calls 
but congruity has been nothing but fantastic for us. Great for eight or nine of our listeners uh, finding their uh, most optimal and, and best form of their business. CongruityHR.com is the website. And a big thank you to Matt and his team for all the help that they've provided us both in this venture and uh, those that uh, we as hosts have have found ourselves involved with uh, outside of it as well. So a big thanks to Congruity. All right. You want to try to guess what uh, Mac Brown was angry about? Please. Here's their schedule. Okay. So they play in the Duke's Mayo Classic in Charlotte against Mm -hmm. South Carolina. Um, Then they play. But yes. Correct. Uh Yeah. These are non-conference games that you scheduled. (laughs) So this is not your, not your doing. Then they host App State which mm. is a team you should beat if you mm-hmm. looked at how, how poorly App played in the Sun Belt. Uh, oh, they almost beat you last year. Uh, and then Minnesota, again, at home, a game of your choosing. Then they go to Pitt after that. Then they get an open date. Then they host Syracuse. They host Miami. They host Virginia, three home games in a row. They go to Georgia Tech. They host Campbell. Okay. Then they host Duke. And they finish at Clemson and at NC State. Is it the finishing at Clemson at NC State, or is it the fact that they threw him at Pitt to open the conference season after three, you know, pretty decent non-conference ball games? I, yeah, I, I think it's uh, I think it's it's the end of the end of the schedule that has Mac um, feeling victimized, uh, if such a term can be applied to ACC scheduling. It should not be. But it should not be yeah, right. like like uh, just use some of the other games to to game plan uh, for for the future ball games or or play a lick of defense. Right. Um, look, as much as my numbers don't really like Adam Fuller's defense all that much, like I would just quit podcasting if they were uh, if they were <laughs> as bad as North Carolina's defensive numbers. That, that would just I, I, I couldn't do it. I would just I would walk away. Um, I think Louisville might be the sneaky team. To like, if somebody's going to go undefeated in league play and screw up the potential FSU Clemson rematch, assuming Clemson and FSU both hold up their end of the bargain, mm-hmm. check this out, man. Like, they could do this if they're as good as some of their people think they're going to be at Georgia Tech to open the year. Don't think Georgia Tech's going to be all that good. And then Mer- <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, some of the behind the scenes stuff I've heard about Georgia Tech recently is just uh, it's just humorous. Uh, good good luck to them. I'd I'd be concerned long term if I was a Georgia Tech fan. But uh, uh, does it rhyme with they are bloke as a croak? <laughs> it does. Okay, have some right. of that, and also some of their recruiting uh, tactics have been just like oh no, oh, you're Georgia Tech and you're trying that. Okay, and I think um, Brent Key is probably a good hire. I just yeah. don't know if he has a budget to hire the assistants that. Anyway. Yep. Uh, so Murray State at Indiana, whatever. Uh, Boston College at home at NC State on a Friday. So you get an extra day before you host Notre Dame. And then you have to go to Pitt after playing Notre Dame. So that is a tough tough little stretch here. Then you get an open date. You host Duke. You host Virginia Tech. You host UVA on short rest. But then you get nine days to go play at Miami. And then you host Kentucky. They... Louisville has no Clemson and no Florida State on the schedule and no North Carolina. Like they very well could yeah. be favored in seven of eight ball games. And if Miami somehow collapses, I'm not really sure that they're going to have a serious home field advantage on November 18th. Like the beaches are probably pretty nice then. What, what, what else? The, Miami's got a nice zoo. 
yeah. big into art, by the way. Like, we'll like we'll put the uh, number of student buses at two and a half and uh, yeah. see whether or not they have to have to contract for more. Uh, I'm I'm personally going to lean towards the under, but you're right. You're right. I mean, they could go. I don't think they're going undefeated, but they will probably be favored in all but but that game, depending on what you think NC State is and, and how big of a drop off we, we think that is. If you're Miami, to get back to the theme of tonight's conversation and scheduling, if you're Miami, do you not ask the ACC to push this game back as far as possible? The the Florida State game? game? Oh. So, yes, I think you do because oftentimes your fans just quit. Yes. You know? Um, it is the last check-in point uh, for a lot of your fans. Yeah, they don't want to play that game late. Uh Man, their home schedule is is interesting. So they get Miami, Ohio, AM, and Bethune to start the year. Then they go at Temple. They're playing a road game at Temple. Mm. When the hell is it? I remember we were clowning on them like like five or six years ago for playing a road game at Toledo. I think they killed that one. Uh, or did they ever go to Toledo? I, I don't know. I just remember thinking like I, I don't think very so. amateur. I, don't, I would remember that one, and that's we would have made some memes about. that. I'd still be referencing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a contractual tie-in from the Al Golden days. Who knows? Uh, this is kind of rough, man. Honestly. All right. So check this out. You tell you you tell me your your quit factor concern level if you're a Miami fan. So I want to see Ingram Smith, Miami fan here. So you get Miami, Ohio at home. Mm-hmm. You get Texas A&M at home. Probably be an underdog there, but again, who the hell knows? Yeah. But Bethune at home on a Thursday. You think a lot of people are showing up for Bethune at home on a Thursday without Ed Reed? I think uh that's gonna be a it's gonna be a toughie. Yeah. <laughs> at Temple. Then you come home to an open date. Then Georgia Tech at home, at North Carolina, host Clemson, host UVA, at NC State, at Florida State host Louisville, and then you finish at Boston College on a Friday night. Mm. Is Miami going to get red bandanaed in like 10-degree weather <laughs> in a game that their players do not give a damn about? Because we've seen this hack before with, with, with a, a State of Florida the, team that does not give a The red bandana will get your ass. Absolutely. That's uh, what I'm that saying, is, man. It is hilarious. Yeah. Um, That's not the easiest schedule. In it's the not. League. It's not. Um, who do they who do they not play? They don't get there's no Virginia Tech. There's no Qs. There's no Pitt. And there's no Duke. Yeah, because you what do you you miss four teams? You miss you miss five teams, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't play yourself and you play eight. So who's the yeah. other one they miss? The missing Duke's big. That's a, they, they that's a rivalry that come up. Uh, they've come up short many times against. Uh, so that is true, including that's last true. year. Yeah, last uh, year was a tough. Duke, one. Duke plus Duke plus four seventy one on the money line was uh, that was quality in this household. Um, yeah, the the other problem is like if your team doesn't give a damn and you know Boston College is not that good, you really cannot like. You can't really talk down on the red bandana game because it's talking down on 9-11. Right. Right. Yes. And so you just have to like yeah. sit there and wear it. You're like, <laughs> okay, there's like seven people in the crowd for this thing. ESPN's clearly pumping in fake fake crowd noise. Mm. 
but like the people that are there are are you know doing the red bandanas and Boston College is fired up even yeah. even with the lost season. Get a small taste of Boston, uh, but for for once or twice a year. Uh, but oh, Miami, uh, that'll be fun to watch. Clemson does have a tough stretch, by the way. I don't know if you if you check this out. Like after their open date, they go at Miami, at NC State, host the Irish, host Georgia Tech, host North Carolina, finish at South Carolina. Okay, yeah, that's as daunting a stretch as in anybody in the schedule or anybody in the conference is going to have. Yeah, I mean they. Okay, over over under one. Over under 1.5 losses combined for the two teams in the in conference play entering AC title game. Over. I think so too. Yeah. Cause I think like eight and over six and two or two seven and ones mm-hmm. is more likely. Yeah. Yep. Uh I agree. I agree. Clemson uh is perhaps the most interesting program in the country for me next year. Uh I, I will be Glued on and fascinated by seeing how that transpires and and what the um, what the situation is up there because it can, in my opinion could go damn near any direction. So, um, oh, I got to see. Uh, I was talking to Corey, um, our, our our buddy at Clemson, mm-hmm. who uh, you know, is the, the official team photog for for Cam Newton seven on seven, and their their organization does a lot of good work with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, CJ Hurd was playing on that team. But, okay. If FSU's defensive back commit, he in person, like where wearing the you know the, the Under Armour, he's thick. Yeah, like he's a guy that I think, uh, like high energy. I thought he had good short area quickness. Didn't really get to see his long speed, but uh, like I think he's somebody who's going to be a very willing run defender. And obviously, in seven on seven, there's no run defending. Uh, but I, I thought he looked good, man. Like he's yeah. a, you know. Um, I've heard about CJ for a long time because because he went to my high school. Or you've he heard about CJ? Well, I mean, people you've have heard just about told CJ. Me, heard like people that's... have been. Oh yeah, I said yeah, good call. Uh, but people <laughs> have been like, hey, there's a there's a guy here who's like actually good enough to get a Florida State offer and wants to go to Florida State. So um, that's been interesting. And no, CJ will be uh, be interested to see what kind of senior season he has. And uh, he's what you said. I've heard a couple different times. Uh, again, we'll, we'll pardon the pun, but. It's not been the I first s- description of him as such. I don't, know if, I don't know how loudly I should say this. I, I saw a linebacker <laughs> from Tallahassee. <laughs> like an actual linebacker. Like a legit linebacker. Okay. Yeah. He was Raylan Wilson's teammate. On no. Year, okay. He's like, actually, I was like, wait, are you this kid? Because you know, if you haven't seen a kid in person a little bit, you know, they, they look different outside of pads. Um, Dude, I'm telling you. Sorry, his name's Sam Robinson. He's in uh-huh. Lincoln. Listed l- listed six three two ten. Um, kind of looks it. Yeah, and plays really with 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 a fire. He got under this 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 little white kid's skin. Kid took his seven on seven like protected helmet on it, chucked it at him. The refs tossed tossed both of them, and the game was basically over anyway. But I was uh, I was like. Damn, like he really like like he he plays with an, with an edge to him. Um, yeah, sounds like a linebacker. Let's. Uh, yeah, he's got some length. I'm like, ah, not like somebody. You know, he committed to UCF over the weekend. That's uh, that's Power Five. 
I guess technically now, according, according to my neighborhood group chat here in Orlando, is uh, <laughs> sure. their power five now. <laughs> yeah, that bunch. I'm sure they're mm-hmm. uh, they're quick Big to time. clear that up. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's our schedule show. We'll uh, we'll get Lawrence Tofilli on a show in the in the near future and get his. Opinion we'll ask on about defensive things. recruiting needs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which sure we're gonna have to push to next show because we're not who, doing a ninety minute show tonight. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well, this is awesome. Great to get uh, an idea as to what the schedule looks like. We can all make our own personal extrapolations as to wins, losses, and everything else. But uh, great to have it in stone, and we can all plan accordingly. But um, you know, not that there was going to be anything wild, out, out, you know, outside of the ACC saying that you're traveling uh, to <laughs> Clemson, Miami, and and or Clemson hosting my, uh, Miami and playing Florida within three weeks or four weeks or something like that. I don't think there was any way that we were ultimately going to have too many problems with this schedule. But for me personally, it sets up beautifully, and uh, I'm only more excited to see what 23 looks like. I mean, 12 and 0, of course, right? 12 and 0, of course. Again, I will plug uh, the fact that Johnny Wilson will be taking over the Battles in Instagram uh, account on Wednesday. Uh, I'm not the guy for Instagram, but we are getting more involved on that platform and we'll have more of a presence uh, from a battles in perspective. And if you're interested in supporting the collective, then uh, following us and getting engaged uh, on Instagram or Twitter is a great way to do it. So, oh, uh, you know, it would not be a legendary decision. Failing to mention Chad and Shannon on the schedule release show, which we almost did. Uh Unless I don't know, like it's been no, so choppy we did. tonight. We did we not. Did. Okay. I thought I mentioned them out of the gate, but no, uh, we that would be a uh, a legendary failing on our fault. And uh, Chad and Shannon, please forgive us. I think that uh, our results should uh, earn us at least one uh, whoopsies. And mentioning you in minute sixty nine of the podcast is a is nice. a bit of a whoopsie. But uh, uh, appreciate your support as always. And there's no better team that we could partner with. I did. I did find a new excuse for why we should not buy this one house that my wife sent me. Uh, like, that, that, does your soon-to-be wife uh, did, does she send you like potential houses to buy on Zillow, even though you already really like your house and uh, are not in the market currently for a home? We haven't gotten there. Um, mm. I, I will say that uh, the arrival of the puppy has bought has has bought me some of you know. Pro- I've probably got four to five weeks before stuff like that starts happening. So gotcha. I, we'll just... I came up with the excuse that it, the island in the kitchen was too large, <laughs> right? It was it's too large. It, it's wasted space, and she she's kind of OCD with the cleanliness and like, babe, like if you have an island that big, you're gonna want to put a lot of items out there, and you don't want you're like somebody doesn't want any item on the counter. You know, like everything needs to be put away, and so like that's just kind of wasted space, right? Mm-hmm. Like look how big this thing is. You're, yeah. They're parking seven chairs in a row underneath that island. I mean, like that's that is too large. That's that's too too big of an island. Anyway, if you need a, an island that, that that can park seven chairs or whatever size home you need, eight four four FSU loan is the number to call. Of course, Chad and Shannon have supported us. Make a legendary decision. I've made two of them. Not going to make that one right now, but I, I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll buy a vacation property coming up. Eight four four FSU loan is the number to call, and we really appreciate y'all listening to us tonight. Like and subscribe to the channel. Till next time, y'all. Appreciate your support as always, and uh, we'll be back with a show in the next uh, week or so.